All right, everyone, thank you for joining us again. Again, I'm joined by Virgie Thompson. Hello. And uh, we today we're going to uh, both look at Matthew chapter uh, 5, verses 13 and 16. But before we go to Scripture and our discussion, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and lead us and uh, be with us, Lord, and be with us as we look into your word and uh, get an understanding of uh, what you have for us, Father. I pray your hand be upon the listener, Lord. Watch over, guide, and be with them, and guide and lead them, Lord. And I pray your hand be upon us, Lord. I ask all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, Lord, let it be. Amen. Uh, this week, we're going to look at, again, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, and it reads, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? If it, no longer, if it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on... Put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Amen. So just looking at this, you know, uh, talking about salt and light, you know, this week it's warmed up a lot, you know, uh, more than uh, I think we're used to at this time. We're used to heat coming in July and August, but not so much in May. <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> We look at this and we see it talking about the salt and the light. Um, what good is salt if we, if it's just loses its saltiness? Well, like they said, all you do is throw it out on the road and trample it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is not, it's not useful for anything. Correct. And so Jesus is saying this to his disciples. And, and so when we apply it to ourselves and we look at ourselves and, and, and Jesus said, you are the salt. Can a brother or sister in Christ lose that saltiness, do you think? I think we can, but um, it's when we let the things of the world come in and dilute what we know mm -hmm. and and dilute our whether it's our faith, our our knowledge of who God is, our our actions yes. toward who God is. Um, that that act can thin can thin out our faith. Yes, and our yes. witness to mm -hmm. other people. And so you know what I think of salt. You know, uh, I think sometimes you know we as people who use a lot of salt. You know, <laughs> you sit down at the meal and without even tasting the food, you add salt. You know, and I think that's a uh, you can understand somebody who's a habitual salt user. They just sit down and, you know, spray it all over the food before they even taste it. And so because saltiness adds something to it, so, mm -hmm. salt adds something to uh, what you're eating. You know, it adds a different flavor. It adds a, a little kick to it. And so uh, we don't want to lose that. And I don't think we want to lose that, that taste that we have. And Jesus also talks about, you know, the brothers and sisters in Christ as the light, the light of the world. And so for us, you know, in this world, we often, you know, in the Bible refers to this world as being dark. Um, what does our light look like then? Hopefully it's our light is the reflection of the light of Christ. Amen. And um, I think the more polished we are, not in in what we do ourselves, but the way that we reflect 
that light mm -hmm. um, that then the brighter <clears throat> the brighter we are to the people around us but we can get that dimness and that cloudiness that that makes that reflection not not work mm -hmm. uh, if we are not following what we know God wants us to do. Yes. And our, our brains can recognize it. We we start thinking in ways that are not as clear of what we know God wants us to do. Correct. It's not necessarily what other people think we mm -hmm. should be doing. But when we look at the Holy Spirit and and look to the Holy Spirit for guidance of what God is directing us toward if we start saying yeah but i don't think that's what i want to do <laughs> even though we know that's that's where we're supposed to be going we can we can turn away and that reflection doesn't yes. work as well yes. anymore and you know sometimes you know if if you know when jesus or or, or uh, when we look at the word at times it refers to the world as darkness you know, and if there's no reflection, that means our reflection is darkness, and that's what we're living by. And so, you know, when we, I, you know, in our scripture this past Sunday, I talked about how, you know, when uh, we are looking to do something, we often want to do what we want to do and not leave room for what God would want us to do. And so when we do that, we kind of cut down and dim that light. You know, there's those lights that have that little switch where you can dim or brighten the light. I think we sometimes are in control of that light and we dim it sometimes. And so for us as the light of the world, hopefully we're that reflection that God needs us to be. And so when we look at light and we see light, for us as brothers and sisters in Christ as being that reflection, um, you know, there are times when my light is not shining so bright, you know, it return, it comes to the, this little light of mine, you know, and, and it becomes little, you know, and, and a candle just trying to survive in the wind. What is, a, what is that? Yeah. Elton John, is that yeah. this, yep. the candle in the wind? And you're struggling trying to keep that light going. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think I, I remember back in my Minnesota days I was in a Bible study, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship Bible study, and we met in the basement of the student center at the college, and one of one of the studies was on the light and the mm -hmm. light overcoming darkness, and the person who was leading the study turned off the lights in the room, and it was because it was in the basement. There were no windows. There was just mm -hmm. this tiny window in the door, and then lit a candle and it was a really it wasn't a birthday candle but it was not much bigger than a birthday mm -hmm. candle and all of a sudden the entire room was full of light mm -hmm. from that one tiny flame and i thought it was a really powerful symbol for all of us mm -hmm. that we might see ourselves as a very small light yes and yet we do not know how far that light will go correct and and who that light, that reflection of Jesus that we are doing, who who sees that mm -hmm. light? And sometimes people are in a dark place. Yes. And they need to see that light. Yes. And if they, if that light doesn't show up, um, 
they can remain in that dark place. And so our reflection of Jesus, sometimes we don't realize how much our our actions affect someone else. That ripple yes. in the that pebble thrown into mm-hmm. the pond and the ripples going out. Sometimes we're a really small pebble. Yes. But sometimes the pond is really still. <laughs> and it needs that even that small pebble to create a wave that goes out. Um, we know there are many people who make a big splash. Mm-hmm. And and it's not always a bad thing yes. for someone to make a big splash because sometimes that that wave and that those waves that go out need to be big enough for lots of people to see. Yes. Sometimes it only that light only needs to be seen by one other person at that particular yes. time. And you know, I think also too, you know, as for us and looking at the light, I think that's a characteristic you know, I don't think it's all about, you know, being bubbly and smiley and, and being, look at me, I'm a Christian, haha, I'm always smiling, you know, it's got a smile on my face, nothing ever depresses me. And I don't think it's in that manner. I right. think the light is, you know, you're, 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 you can be strong in the time of trouble. You can be uh, strong in the time where, where everyone else seems to be panicked, like the disciples when, when Jesus was in the boat and the, the waves began, you know, crashing over and, and the disciples said, don't you care whether we live? You know, he was the light at that moment, but they didn't understand the light. They didn't understand what he was trying to portray. They didn't understand what he was, what he was or who he was fully. And so he gets up and he calms the water. Because that's who Jesus is, you know. And so for us, you know, we can take and use that reflection of Jesus calming the sea because he's in control of everything. That for us as being the light, you know, we don't need a panic. We don't need to, you know, uh, be troubled by a lot of things. And I know during this pandemic, during this time where we're going through this uh, uh, virus, um, there may be a lot of panic. People may be panicking. Um, and uh, it's not that we don't care or don't think that this virus is any less dangerous, but we we don't panic. We, we try and maintain uh, so that we can be the light for someone else who may not, who may be in a dark place with this virus. Yeah, I, I have some friends who are troubled by, uh, have have had a history of depression mm-hmm. and this has has pushed them further into depression wow. and and anxieties different different people different uh, responses to what's going on and and I get it mm-hmm. um, I I don't have that history myself but I I know enough people who are close to me who do have those mm-hmm. issues that that I get that that this can be a scary time. Yes. And yeah, we need to take precautions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wear seatbelts. <laughs> Not because we're sure we're going to get into an accident, because accidents are called accidents because we don't know when they're going to happen. Yes. But we do need to take precautions, but we don't have to be frozen. Correct. And and we can reach out um, when we can, where we can. Mm-hmm without um, without having to to put ourselves in a in a position of danger mm-hmm. necessarily because if you know if we do dumb things and get sick what good are we 
It's yes. like the salt. Yes, yes. <laughs> if we do dumb stuff and wear out our salt, it's just going to get trampled out in the road. So we need to, to make wise choices, and we need to be mindful of what's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, don't have to, we don't have to live in panic. We do need to be wise. Yes, and and it's the the wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Mm -hmm. um, that can apply in our lives in many different ways, and one of them is now. Yes, and you know, having um, talked to people that uh, um, maybe not are their walk isn't with God, um, got, trying to get their perspective and how they see it. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty and a lot of panic. You know. Uh, distress, you know, I a couple of years ago went into the ER because uh, I didn't really know what was going on. And everyone was telling me from the doctors to the nurses, they're saying you had an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, that I don't pick, I didn't picture that as an anxiety attack. To me, that's not what anxiety is. Like, oh my gosh, da -da. I went in there because I just felt weird, you know, I just mm -hmm. something was wrong. And so um, I knew it was an anxiety because in my mind, I thought, this is not how anxiety I portray it. And so I don't really understand anxiety. I don't really understand what it is to be anxious about something so much that you're trembling with fear, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, being that salt and being that light doesn't mean like, well, look at me. I'm not, I'm not anxious. I'm not worried. I'm not troubled. It doesn't mean that. It means I can identify with what you're saying. I may not fully identify with it, but I can have an understanding, you know, right. that you're troubled and I, you know, to pray for those individuals and that they would seek God in themselves. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are Christians and who are secure in the knowledge that when we're gone, we know mm -hmm. where we're going. Yes, amen. We do have that perspective that other people don't have. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've talked with people who waited a long time before accepting Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, one time I was in, at a, a, in a group where we were giving our testimonies and the guys mm -hmm. before me one was in the in uh, the navy and had lived a very interesting life and and finally realized when he was drunk in the gutter one night that he really didn't want to live that life anymore mm -hmm. and um i forget the circumstances but he he accepted christ his life turned around he had an amazing testimony and the next guy was was in a uh, kind of a sketchy semi-legal profession and mm -hmm. and um eventually came to christ and and turned his life you know lord turned his life around and he just had an, another amazing testimony and then it was me <laughs> and i i said well i was five <laughs> and i said i almost feel like i should apologize <laughs> <laughs> And, and afterwards, one of those guys came up to me and he said, you don't have to apologize for anything. Uh -huh. And he said, I, he said, I don't know what that security of knowing all of your life, where, what's going to happen to you yes. if you die. And I'd never looked on it that yeah, way, but I had always, yes. I've, awesome. I, as, for as long as, and I, as I've had that 
knowledge of what being a Christian means. I've always known what's going to happen mm -hmm. when I die. Yes. And um, so it was, <laughs> but there was one other girl that uh, was sitting next to, on the other side of me that's going, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew I wasn't yeah. the only one feeling like, oh, <laughs> I've never been in any of these situations. <laughs> yes. But it was, it, it was something that made me appreciate so much more the teachings of my parents and my church and the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. speaking to me at that particular Sunday after church when I was sitting in the little bitty chairs in the basement and realized I needed to accept Jesus. Amen. And, and I look back on it now and go, it had to be the Holy Spirit because I would not have known that otherwise. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. But um, when we know who we belong to mm -hmm. and when we know that we have that assurance yes that we are sealed we are going to be with the lord there is a different perspective for us yes and um i wish that i could give that security to everyone mm -hmm. uh, i know that not everybody has it but it's an amazing thing that then you don't worry about those details. Yes. Even if you're a warrior, I'm not a warrior, but I have plenty of relatives who are. And if you if you can at least eliminate one worry yes. in your life, the rest falls into place better. Amen. And so when you ha when you you know are you grow up in the church or you've been a Christian for a while and and understand that you know that light at some point. Maybe not for everyone. It's almost natural, I could say, mm -hmm. um, when you're in the Word and you're solidified with the Word, and and it's it's almost natural because you have that, like you said, that security, mm -hmm. that security blanket that you have, knowing that you know, be to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, mm -hmm. if we're not here, we're with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. But you know, and Paul was like, you know, I'm here, but you know, I'd rather be with my Father and up in heaven, but. I'm here and I got a job to do, so let's go. You know, that, that was Paul was like, I'd really like to be in, in heaven, but I'm here, but uh, well, let's go. And that's what his security was, you know, and he was able to be that salt and he was able to be that light. And so just kind of wanted to touch on that today and uh, to kind of talk about that and present that uh, to our listeners today. Uh, so we'll go ahead and close here with the word of prayer. Today is the National uh, Day of Prayer. Um, and so we want to close with the word of prayer. Again, if you have any prayer requests, please email them. I'll have it, a link at the uh, bottom of the, uh, uh, where you click on the play button. So please check that out and uh, like us on Facebook again. Um, we have a couple, two, I think. <laughs> so please look us up and um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us. I pray that you be with the listener, Lord, with any concerns that they may have, Lord. You know who are listening, Lord. You you know who is out there, Father. And I pray, Lord, that your word does not go out void, as you, as it says, and that uh, they would be touched by this, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with uh, our communities, Father. Be with our, the United States. Be with this these countries, Father, who are 
battling this pandemic, Father. Be with our doctors and our nurses on the front lines, Lord. Watch over them and guide them and be with them with, with the stresses that they have, Lord, with all the things that they see, Father. All the things, Lord, that they see, Lord, that we don't. And I pray your hand be upon them, Lord. Guide and be with our government, Lord. Be with our officials, Lord. Be with our elected officials, Lord, that they would make the right decisions, Lord, for our country, Lord, and our communities, Lord, and our states. I pray your hand be upon each and every one of us, Father. I pray that you continue to guide and be with us uh, here at the Post and Community Baptist Church, Father, that we would, Father, be a reflection, Lord, of who you are, Lord. Guide us and lead us and guide us and be with each and every one of us, Father. I ask all these things, Lord, in your Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray, Lord, let it be. Amen. Amen. Thank you again.